a lot of energy going on. Yeah, we don't want to lose it, right? We don't want to lose the energy. A lot of energy going on. That's right. You know, we, we moved the wheel, if you could see, or should we? Well, you know, uh, we have to, you know, give credit where credit. Uh, okay, let's do that. Let's, let's do a countdown, and then we'll get it. All, right, all right, all right. All right, mm -hmm. all right. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to the next episode of the Jersey Alchemist. I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. And I'm Philip D'Angelo. Yeah, and I was just going to jump in and, you know, and give kudos where it, it should be. Bones felt lonely in the corner, and I think yeah. this is his ploy to kind of not be so in the crack in the corner. Well, didn't he complain to the producer? He complained to the producer, and then they had a conversation behind our backs, mm. and and it uh, it consisted of uh, trading, swapping bones out of the corner for the wheel of fate and destiny. Mm. And to be honest with you, from the pre-production before we started filming, Bones was the one who said, "We need a wheel of fate and destiny." He goes, "For God's sakes, it's the Jersey." Alchemist, so let's get a Jersey boardwalk wheel in here. Amen. There you go. Amen. Amen. There Very you well go. Said. And as usual, our producer was right. I mean, it yeah. seems like any direction, our suggestion, and I have to give hand it to her. She's not pushy. No. But she gets her point across. Right. And then, you know, we might hem and haw, but then a day later we're like, you know what? <laughs> right. I think after sleeping on it, she's right yeah. again. Yeah. So you're right. Right. You know, you can't have an ego. If somebody gives you. Um, suggestion right constructive criticism not that it's criticism but I think you should go with it yeah no and I, we go yeah, with it I agree so now I literally have bones at my back yeah I hope he doesn't yeah. stab me in the back he stabbed me in the back verbally a few I, times. I know he's gonna give me shit when yeah. he sees this this playback and he sees that his his cap is cut off so I'm yeah. gonna go and just Adjust things here right. yeah. because this is an organically homegrown. That's a little bit better. Uh, I hope you didn't break any union rules by doing that. Maybe I did. I mean, the uh, staff, I right? Mean, I see them scrambling already, walking around. <laughs> you know, you cross union okay. lines. Have you ever been to the Javits Center in New York City? NYC? Uh, never inside of it. I've done a few shows there, uh, trade shows, and let me tell you something. You can't carry your product over a certain line. They're going to stop you right there. That's a union guy's job. The union guy takes it from here, and he puts it there. And then another union guy will take it from there and unload it off of the, uh, the, the dollies. Yeah. All unionized. And I love a union. Don't get okay. me wrong. I love a union, but things tend to be more expensive I mean, it's a tremendous, uh, tremendous amount of money. Uh, maybe it's because of the unions. I don't know. Well, who who hires those union people? The center? Is I guess the center? center. Yeah, yeah. Like well, they can't have any jobs. You would imagine that, that you know union monies flow from local government to the union. Mm. Who the hell could afford to pay a freaking union as as a private vendor? Yeah, no, it all costs a lot of money, and they do charge. Upcharge, downcharge, storage fee. If it's more than one day, uh, it gets very, pretty pricey, pal. Pretty. You pricey. mean if you're if you're doing a, a weekend trade show, correct? Or some kind of trade fair, yeah. and you have a booth, yeah. and you have to store that stuff like you know under your table or something. You get charged for that in the back storage area. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
a lot of everything is every nothing is for free and i get that to an extent but the actual fee to enter the show is in the tens of thousands of dollars you know so if you're doing just say it's ten thousand dollars and there's 500 yeah. vendors there yeah. i mean right. it's a big deal it's a it's lot a, of it's, money it's a big deal Wow. And then you think about any city we go to, because every year it's in a different place. NYC, right. Vegas, New Orleans, Orlando, Atlanta. I mean, you know, think of the vendors outside, the restaurants, coffee shops. I mean, the whole place. And that's just for my industry. I mean, every industry has, uh, you know, their trade shows. There's big business out there. Yeah. No, big I know. And I, was, uh, I was going to... Uh, get a booth about two or three years ago at the Javits Center, I believe, for the New York City Book Expo. Oh, interesting. Right? Um, but um, <laughs> believe it or not, I couldn't go because I was on call and nobody could take call from me and I, I couldn't I couldn't tag anybody to, to deal with going into New York City and dealing with all of that crap. Oh, yeah. There's no way. So I just kind of let it go. That was right. that. We'll have to make a future book trade show. That would yeah. be interesting, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, my life with God. Yeah. Right. Pick it up, ladies and gentlemen. It's a, they'd throw me out. It's a great read. Well, you know, listen. I know. I'm up for a little. Uh, you know, sometimes Adventure. you have to. Sometimes you have to go to the mattresses, John. If they want to try and throw throw you out, then uh, throw us out. Then they're gonna have to try. Right. Let's see what happens. But anyway, how you doing today? Other I'm all right. I'm everything good. Everything is good. Yeah. It's a. Yeah. It's Jersey. Um, you know, I scanned uh, some newspapers. I was in a coffee shop this morning, and I got to tell you, every headline out there is something that we've talked about. It's amazing. Uh, developers uh, developing land, which uh, uh, one of the last couple of podcasts on on soil that's uh, you know it's got radon or something. Uh, they talked about the children in school, the sex education. I mean, wow, it's a lot of stuff going it's, on. Right, and yeah. that was interesting. Yeah, I, the the world is coming apart at the seams. Yeah. It is, but I would say, uh, be not afraid, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the, it's breaking bad. <laughs> the world is coming. The building is coming it's apart. Breaking bad at the seams. Bones, yeah. you all right? Bones. Check that out, Bones. Yeah. Whatever that noise is. Um, geez, I kind of lost my... Yeah, but don't be afraid because the world, as we know it, I think they're unloading a dumpster outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jersey dumpster. <laughs> for, right. what, other, what other sound effects would you want on a Jersey podcast? A weed whacker. A weed We've whacker. Had that, right? A Jersey dumpster getting dumped. Somebody screaming dumpster. outside. Right? Yeah. That yeah. they're getting attacked by a pit bull or yeah. something. I mean, that's happened. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, don't be afraid about the world as we know it coming apart at the seams. This seems like a, an organic rabbit hole to, uh, to go down. Because the world as we know it had better come apart at the seams. And no, I'm not, you know, pointing fingers and saying, you know, we have to strum our guitars and sway and sing kumbaya like the guitar mass, you know. Uh, no. There's so much that's wrong with the world that's kind of slowly crept into place over thousands of years. 
And it's not a mistake. It's not a coincidence. There are forces that are intentionally leading us um, into the shithole that we're in. And so um, I actually take comfort in knowing that the world as we know it will be falling apart at the seams. And then out of that, through God's collective consciousness, through every single one of us, humanity is going to create a much better world here on this planet. And I am 1,000% sure that it's mm. going to happen. Yeah, John, John, just think about it. Every time there's a negative energy, mm -hmm. something negative happens, something bad that we read about, we hear about, we see on TV, it always, sooner or later, not really right away, but there seems to be a groundswell. There's a positive response to that. Yeah. Case in point, the pandemic, uh, you know, the kids couldn't go to school, shut down, no socialize, socialization, socialization, parents couldn't go to work. Uh, but then we learned about what they were being taught, the CR, uh, right. CRT, critical race theory, uh, the sexual orientation for young kids. Right. I mean, so it served to expose all of that, exactly. all of that shit, that negativity. And it brought a positive response. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's at least now it's fallen into the awareness category. Right. Yeah. We were, we're aware of what's going on. Yeah. I mean. That's a real WTF moment, isn't it? How about uh, like what's going now uh, politically? All these, everybody's being exposed for who they are. In times of trouble. God, I hope so. When everybody, like you said, is aware, now all of a sudden people are starting to listen to what politicians are saying. Well, what do you mean you want to teach kids uh, sexual orientation at kindergarten through three? Like people are finally waking up. What do you mean you want to do that? Yeah. What do you mean we're sending, you know, some people are for sending money to uh, Ukraine. Ukraine and some people are against it. Whatever the case is, this is America and everybody's entitled to an opinion. But everybody, I think now more than ever, everybody's listening. Yeah. And it takes a lot of tough times before you start listening. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, because we're in we think we're entitled. We take it for granted. And then stuff doesn't go the way it used to go for the last 20, 30 years. All of a sudden, you wake up. Right. And, um, you know, we, uh, we talked about something, something led my mind to the shit that goes on right, around, right under our noses, the filth, the crap, critical race theory, sexual variations being taught to children, kindergarten through third Right, K through three? Three. Let me tell you what. There was a guy who I believe has passed away, but he was a, uh, a celeb TV personality in the UK. And his name was Jimmy Seville. Seville? Seville? Do you know who he is? No. Right? Kind of a weird, spooky, clown-like looking guy. But this guy was tied in with every celeb, every, you know, all of the politicians, the PMs, the royal family, the queen, knighted this guy. Really? Ex oh, yeah. Except, guess what? He was the he was the center hub of a massive pedophilia ring. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, it's like so people. Yeah, I I know that there are a lot of you out there that can't stand 
when somebody trying to put drive home a point of awareness on social media if we say wake up people wake up and then it just fries your goddamn plantain banana it fries it you hate when people put forth that wake up people wake up but you know something you guys who are blue pillars who want to keep your heads and packed it up your asses all the way up to your splenic flexure you're blue pillars right and I think most blue pillars are really ostrich they don't want to they don't want to know anything about from nothing but there's a whole bunch of nasty blue pillars out there nasty 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 and they hate when people like me say wake up people you've been asleep for too long wake up and why well because ultimately those people those nasty nasties know that if people really did wake up they'd be exposed they would be exposed well otherwise why would you be so upset why I ask every single viewer right now for as long as this video lasts on the internet I hope it lasts forever if somebody else was thinking a certain way and they weren't attacking you why would you get so nasty you know you conspiracy theorist you know and they would just fry over that term wake up that just means that they're afraid that your bomber is over the target that's all be a bomber people be a bomber you know john my father used to say knowledge is power now you should say what what do you mean knowledge is power you know what is that all about but it's true and exactly to your point when you're telling people to wake up yeah. become educated people find out what's going on what a politician says something when your boss says something right yeah when when a family member says something you know find out what they're really talking about what the meeting is behind that do some research become educated knowledge right. is power because not everybody knows everything right Who so does? yeah so right. when somebody brings something to your attention or if there's something you see you know say you know what i'm going to research that don't yeah. form an opinion right away off the top of your head and go off the handle and right. your hair is on fire. Yeah. I know you right. like that. Yeah. But, you know, find out if it's true. Like, you know, is it really true that that masks will stop the spread of COVID? I mean, yeah. you know. Right. And we got to be careful. You know, it's funny. I, I was feeling the same topic coming back at us. And we got to really do a better job at not speaking about the unspeakable. You all know what the unspeakable is, right? So, oh, I don't know, right around the turn of 2019 to 2020, when there were black curtains hanging in the hospital I used to work at, and that was the area for evaluation of people who might be ill due to something flying around in the atmosphere with little spikes on it. Um, Right about the same time, I bought and read a book by Dr. Judy Mikovits. Oh, here goes the groaning and the eye rolling from the Blue Pillars. And Judy Mikovits is one of the most experienced, I guess, virologists on the planet. And it was, it was basically a whistleblower book that named all sorts of encounters and happenstances and functions and agencies and names and the very names that you know and love that were always on stage with the former president yeah that guy 
that little rat-faced bastard from Brooklyn with the glasses, right? Oh, he was named all through this book. And I read every, every bit of that book. You know something? I've been in and out and all through the scientific world for many decades. I saw lying in debauchery in the lab. I was at big um, international scientific um, production, so to speak, in a big, you know, week-long uh, seminars. And, and I can tell you that when anybody says to you, the science is settled, just be nice. Don't be a nasty nasty, because when you're a nasty nasty, that's revealing. Now you might say, well, geez, Gallucci, you get nasty, you get all sorts of edgy, and you, you F-bomb and you do this and you do that. Okay, fair enough. You call me out on that, but I'm nasty because I just can't stand when certain people refuse to have a discourse and they just push a nasty button to push you back. And then the people who are not blue pillars, maybe people who are red pillars, people who are, are um, accused of being conspiracy theorists, maybe we see something that you all that are blue pillars can't see. It's like being colorblind. Maybe we see something that is really there and you don't see it, but why get nasty? Case in point, after I read this book by Dr. Judy Mikovits called Plandemic, I was amazed. I was amazed. I really was. And uh, I jumped into a thread on social media about the whole issue. And somebody that had gone to the same high school I did, but was a couple of years ahead of me, just went ballistic on me. Just went ballistic, calling me a tinfoil hat wearer and a conspiracy theorist and a fool. And then I was told by her publicly that, um, that I'm stupid because her 30-year nursing career taught her that my 32-year medical surgery career was all washed up. She had to drop on me. I, I was so flabbergasted at how nasty she was. And I thought, here we are. This is why certain people control the narrative. Certain people control the narrative because they push the nasty button. Twitter banning certain people from their accounts and closing their accounts down is Nazism. Nazis were nasty, nasty. So were the communists. So now I can't figure out who's a Nazi and who's a communist, so I just call them the commu-Nazis. How do you ban somebody from a, plat a platform that's supposed to be a platform of, of free speech? I, I, don't, I don't get that. So now Elon Musk is now even talking about how somebody might off him. Somebody might off Elon Musk. Did you see that? Oh, well, yeah. 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 And, you know, I was waiting for that, and it's, it's the sad truth. He better have an army around him. Really. Why? Because, well, I guess apparently he, he did buy Twitter, and now he's going to change it back to a free platform 
and there are people out there, a whole shitload of people, who are saying, you know, he's he's the worst thing that happened to humanity. Humanity's going to be dragged in, into into hell, uh, and there goes the end of free speech. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How how could anybody even think those thoughts? unless you're co-opted by complete and utter stupidity. Let's ban certain people from a free speech platform so that we have free speech. But the guy who buys the platform to revert it to a free speech platform, he's being uh, fingered as the man who's going to kill free speech. That blows my mind. Put it in the comments. Go ahead. Explain yourself. John, I call them verbal bullies. They're, they try and bully you with their verbiage. They try and, like, attack you at, oh, yeah. on a scale of one, 0 to 10, at a 10, yeah. hoping that you'll back down. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they're afraid to have that little debate. Like, why can't we talk about this? Why can't people talk about this? Anybody who didn't like 45, okay? Mm. DJT, okay? <laughs> and the reason I like that guy, because mm -hmm. guess what? He wasn't a politician. Well, that's, no. yeah, that's that's why he got as far as he did. That's right. I don't. I, and you're taking a little bit of a shot, but what he was saying resonated, uh, obviously, with a lot of people. You know, the first time I think he got 62 million votes, right? Yeah, I think 62 million. Yes. Not the popular vote, but he did register 62 million votes, uh, and he won the electoral college. So I mean, he was elected president. Okay. Wait, what, why do oh, you... Oh, the first, the first time. The first time. I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, what no, did no, I miss? No. no, yeah, okay. No, the second yeah. time, he got an extra... He was so bad, he got an extra 13 million and got 70, received 75 million votes. That's how bad he was. Right. Right? But Brandon, but Brandon tallied 80 million yeah, votes. Yeah, Brandon. <laughs> more, than, more than Hillary, more than Obama, right. the savior himself. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sleepy Joe. But, right. but, you know, so... So when I would talk, tell people, listen, I voted for, are you happy with the politicians that are going, that are out there, the politics, the way they're going? Nine out of 10 people would say, no, I'm not really happy what's going on. So why wouldn't you give a non-politician a chance? Why wouldn't you open up your mind and give him well, a chance? That's if somewhere deep in the recesses of your, of your, your tainted soul. Tainted soul. Tainted soul. You are terrified that anybody that breaks the system that you seem to be cushy-cushy with, they're a threat to you. They're a threat to you. You know, it's like that woman. What was her name from Detroit? Was it Donna Johnson? Donna something? She was one of the, one of the politicians, and I think she was a poll worker. And, she, and after the election, she was swirling a a glass of red wine and she's drinking it and she's clearly, you know, got most of the bottle down the old hoocher oh and she says, I'm just going to tell you Trumpers, we ain't playing with you. We ain't playing. Uh, you know what? She was an elected you know, official. You know what, Donna? You are an evil little toad. You are. And you better change your ways. Miss Redwine's swirling Donna, you better change your ways. Nobody likes to be threatened, especially not at least half the country. 
nobody likes to be threatened. Absolutely. I would ask people, John. Now, listen, when Obama ran the first time, <clears throat> I'm a registered independent, okay? So I would. his first thing was hope and change. And I'm like, okay. That's all bullshit. Well, obviously. Right. But at yeah, the yeah. time, you know, <laughs> you're looking for something, and you're saying, all right, here's this guy. Yeah. He's young. Right. He's a minority. Yeah. Hope and change? My God, he won't be like the rest of the stuffed shirts that come out here and give us the same thing about race, education, and right. lowering taxes. I mean, come yeah. on. Right. Oh, and education. You know, they throw the right. same lines. Everybody buys it. Hook, line, and see sinker. Like sheeple, we all go in. And we, now we press the button. It used to be pull the lever. And uh, he was, a dis in my opinion, he was a disaster. So why wouldn't you give a guy a change? Anybody who hated 45, all I would say to them was, tell me what policy that you don't like, and let's talk about it. And they didn't have any policies that, they, that he did. I'd, name one policy. Let's talk about something. What policy? You well, know, I don't like him. because Obama? No, no, I'm talking about DJT, oh, 45. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, no, I was, I was a minor Obama comment. Oh, okay. I like to not stay too long on Obama. Mm -hmm. And then with, with, with uh, 45, Donald Trump, tell me what you don't like besides his orange hair, his yellow hair, his orange skin, his tan eye. Uh, he, look, I, you I, know, I, look, human beings, and I think the intelligence agencies know this, that human beings have psychological trigger points. And Donald Trump played all the right notes to trigger a, a whole lot of people. Yeah, he really did. He, he, he was his greatest uh, you know, enemy. It was, it was himself. Yeah. Can you imagine if he, from the get-go, acted stately? Well, you know, if he acted stately, he may not have won the, the Republican primary. The way he attacked and, and humiliated the rest of the field of, of the feckless, feckless pieces of shit, all 16 of them, right, on the Republican ticket, one was a bigger joke than the next. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, it's true. It's true. T Ted Cruz? Come on. Come on. They're all part of the system. They're all, They're part, all of the system. part of the system. All you have to know is, all you have to do is see that video of him sitting on a brick wall and his, his girlfriend was videoing him, and I think he was 18. What do you want to do with your life, Ted? I want to rule the world. Oh, well, then, you know, I works his way up, becomes a politician, becomes a Freemason. You know, people talking about waking up, you gotta wake up, right? Like I said, I had Freemasons in the periphery of my family, but they were they were like local yokel Freemasons, kind of like if somebody was joined the Knights of Columbus. But what by and large people don't know is that they've been around for a long time and they've got, they've got their hands in things. And uh, there's that old Freemason dictum, you know, that, um, that they're going to create order out of chaos. Order out of chaos. But what they don't tell you, sounds altruistic, but what they don't tell you is they're scheming and planning and executing the, the, the chaos. And they've already got their new order already in the pipeline. So you just use the, the simple equation, politician or big business owner, Freemason, you know, or any of the other secret societies, look out, folks, look out. Why is a society secret? 
because they don't want you to know what they're up to. How could that be good? How could that be good for the population? And where are these fucking secret societies? Where are the Freemasons? Where are the skull and bones big shits now that we have no baby formula on the shelves? That gasoline is, what, $6 a gallon? Where, where are you all? Where, where's your big fucking power play, you stupid bullshit secret society members? Where are you? It's time, to, it's time that we called you out. Where are you? Do something about it. Oh, 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 you mean you were the ones that were pulling the strings behind the scenes and you guys were creating this chaos. That's what this is. This is what you meant by chaos. This is exactly what you meant. It's let's put carcinogens in prescription and over-the-counter meds that are ubiquitous. Let's put petrochemicals into every over-the-counter cold and flu prep in the supermarket. Let's put glyphosate, which is a glycine analog that causes cancer, in every wheat and corn product in the United States, and, and let's export it all over the world. And isn't it funny that Vladimir Putin banned glyphosate? You go, Vladdy. I could go on and on and on on that rant. Where are the secret societies? Go screw yourself. Listen, talk about a wake up. The world is waking up. And in the words of George Bush, Sonny Boy Bush, if the public ever knew what we were up to or what we'd done, they would chase us with torches and pitchforks. He's right. And I think that would be a fucking good old time, a good ass whooping, and it's going to end in a hullabaloo. Think about that. John, if you're looking for baby formula, it's at the border, if you hadn't noticed. There's by the tractor trailer loads, it's down there. Did you see that? No, oh, but oh, I yeah, I, yeah, they report on TV. All I mean, the, it's not in a, on a tanker in the Pacific Ocean. Well, probably half of it's out there too. But yeah, it's down at the border. We're handing it out well, to all the uh, people that are crossing our border yeah. illegally. Because right. that's what we do. Right. And speaking of baby formulas, uh, a couple of years back, not too many years, maybe about five or six. I ended up operating on a uh, one and a half year old who had an intussusception. That's when the large bell swallows the small bell. And by the time he came in and it was recognized by the powers that be, his intestine was dead. So I had to operate on him and I had to resect the whole area, which means I had to remove that area of intestine to the lab it went. And um, the other intestine looked clean enough and good enough that I, I put everything back together and, and the kid did great. And he was out of the hospital in, believe it or not, less than a week. Uh, babies are much more resilient than some old fart my age would be. On the return trip follow-up in the office when the kid came back in with mom and dad and everything was good, I was asking the father about what do you feed the baby at home? And he mentioned the name of a formula that I didn't recognize. And I says, well, where'd you, where, where do you find that? He says, he, he said he imports it from Germany. Oh, boy. That he used to live in Germany, that his relatives live in all over the place. They were actually of Indian origin, so they're from India and here and there, and they lived in Italy and they lived in Germany. And I says, oh, that's really interesting. 
because I rail against all of the garbage and the poisons that are in our foods, but in particular, baby formula. I mean, it's fraught with, with poison, with garbage, and we're feeding it to our babies because nobody knows any better, but it's all part of the great plan, you know, from that big club that's out there, that the club that we ain't in it, right? God bless George Carlin again. And uh, he said, I would never give my baby formula from the United States, ever, ever, ever. And, and I, I was all on this, but I was questioning him just to see where he would take it. I said, tell me why. I'm interested. He said, because it's loaded with poison. He goes, and it's loaded with heavy metals and aluminum. He goes, that is all neurotoxic. He goes, I'll never give that to my baby. And he was a very learned man. He was an engineer, and a, real, a real thinker, somebody who thought outside the box, a free thinker. You got to be a free thinker, people. Yeah. And let me tell you, he was mighty pissed off, mighty pissed off at the powers that be in his inner circle because he told his wife, do not get the baby um, a particular I won't say the V word, but an inoculation. This is about five or six years ago. Well, pediatrician kind of coerced the mother into inoculating the baby against this certain condition. But I guess it wasn't discussed, and the missus never asked her doctor, tell me the potential complications of this jab. Well, one of them that's in every insert is intussusception. Intussusception. Look up intussusception. I had intussusception as a six-month-old, and I had to have it re reduced by a radiologist. And I remember the entire episode, and I write about it in my book. Father was really, really, really smoking hot, pissed off, mad, because his son ended up having dead bowel in an intussusception that went unrecognized, and yours truly had to cut the dead bowel out and put the bowel back together. It was like, you know, that's a big, big deal. It's terrifying for parents, no matter how old you are, but for a, an 18-month-old, right. But, so, you know, oh, yeah, well, let's, let's just jab away. Jab, jab, jab away. You know, like uh, like a good boxer. You know, throw that jab, 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 jab. So uh, I think we better stop talking about jabs because we'll have this we'll have this video taken down, torpedoed again, um, and then we'll have to put major bones on that issue, right? Absolutely. But, you know, I could I could talk for a long time about that, and of course, of course, when you do talk about that topic, people. You are over the goddamn topic, over the over the uh, target. You're over the target, and they take your video D O W N down. And then they say, "Well, you got one strike. This is your first strike, so we'll go easy on you." Oh, you'll go easy on us. Well, thank you. Thanks for I'm done licking your left boot. Now let me lick your right. Shine it up. Shine it up. Yeah. Do I get angry? Yeah. Censorship gets me fried. My book was censored, and one of these days I'm going to tell the story when I feel like I know how to put it across so that we don't have the episode taken down.
Sean, let's alchemize this uh, this episode. Wow, I, this episode we were here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, it was heated. Uh, it Very was intense. well. Passion. It, it, well, Passion. you know what? It it wasn't nearly as heated as heated as is is how badly it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we're hearing heavenly tones yeah. from the next suite. Can you believe that? Um, you know, all I can say is, wow. When I get this, I'm being good. I'm being vanilla. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really holding this in. Smooth it out. Um, I'm just gonna go back to a. Um, a base prayer, a base prayer. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything else. Okay. Um, Sounds like yeah. a plan. I'm gonna say the Hail Mary, Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I picked the Hail Mary because I, I think we need. I think we need like a Hail Mary, a spiritual Hail Mary pass to beat down the darkness, to beat down the evil pieces of dung that make up the ranks of the secret societies that have worked their way intentionally into politics. They're in positions of, of legislation. They're, they're, they're in all three branches of the government everywhere. In the United States, it's three branches of government. And you're creating the chaos that is driving the world into darkness. And then your plan is to, is to save us all. You're the saviors with your, your own order, your, your new world order. Well, you know something? You are not. You know that you know. I always use that St. Francis of Assisi quote. You know, all the darkness in the world cannot extinguish the light of a single candle. Be a lamp on a lampstand, people. Okay? Be a lamp, just like it says in the uh, in the gospel. And a lamp is meant to be lit and to be and to put on a lampstand so it 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 uh, enlightens all who can see it. And it and it, it lightens the, the house for everyone in the house to enjoy. Uh, when you light a lamp, you don't put it under a bushel or a basket or underneath a bed. You know you don't hide it. So, if all of us that realize that the chaos on this planet is being intentionally created, if you all just choose love and light. And this is not ridiculous. It's not fanciful. Choose the light, people. Let the light into your heart. And so, if seven and a half billion of us choose light, and 3,000 of them, 3,000 of the, the soulless dark ones are going to try to own us and co-opt us and imprison us, it's never going to work in a billion years. So victory is right around the corner, people. It's coming. It's come. Victory for us is coming like a freight train with a big, 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 big headlight. Yeah, so get on that train, kids. 
get on that train, jump into the river of God's love and light. And I love to talk about that because I witnessed it with my own eyes, spiritually, with Archangel Metatron leading the way. So that's how I, I alchemized this helter-skelter episode of a little of this and a little of that. But ultimately, ultimately, the chaos that's being created is intentional. It's usually from big, huge, filthy, rich, corporate globalist and their big tech um, associates. It's secret society people. It's not fanciful. It's not a conspiracy theory, people. Listen, conspiracy theory it puts you right over the target. That's why they don't like. They don't like. They want to paint you as an idiot if they want to say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, because the conspiracy theorists actually see the conspiracy that those people are creating. The conspiracies are so thick, we're caked in so many real conspiracies that we become um, desensitized to it. We live in a world of dark conspiracy. Once you understand that, shine your love and light. The freight train is coming. We're going to run them over, and uh, they'll never win, not in a billion years. Amen. Praise God. Beautiful, John. Thank you very much. People, thank you for watching the Jersey Alchemist. If you like what we're doing, press like and subscribe. See you next time. Peace.